0: I just thought, you know, I don't want to bother you with this. Uh, this is a, this is, a, you know, on the answer questions night. I have to do it. I've been accused of being pro cockroach, and I think this is a terrible accusation to make. I am not advocating cockroaches under your sink, lady. If you get cockroaches under your sink, it's your own fault, not mine. Not, although I will say, I will admit that one lady wrote to me, and she wrote from someplace in Maine, and she says this is a very strange thing. She says I don't know whether or not this is a coincidence. But every time we have your show on the radio and turn it up, cockroaches come out from under the sink and stand there with a happy look on her face. She says, They really like you. <laughs> she hated me for that. Now there's another question here. Now I will I will I'll do this right now. now. I want you to listen to something. Just just listen to something. Okay, now I'll give you a chance now, once again, to turn up the radio there, whatever it is you have to do, or go to the John or something. I will now do it again. Now that's a very controversial sound. It uh, may sound like a simple sound to you. It is not. It's a complex waveform. In fact, if one were to put this... Oh, look at the confusion on the face there. If one were to put this on a scope, a oscilloscope, if you had an oscilloscope, and you were to try to put this waveform, if you did put it, you wouldn't try, you'd actually do it. If you put this waveform on your scope, you would find this is a highly, very, very complex waveform. I will do it again. Has overtones, undertones, in-between tones, very sneaky sound. Now, why is it controversial? Well, the curious thing about that sound is that it does two things to people either it really bugs them For some reason or other it really really makes them mad they can't stand it they they really get bugged or they get completely flipped out there is no in between you cannot be you cannot be uh, neutral about that sound I have noticed this in other words you either love it or you hate it you can't say mm, you know I'll take it sometime don't I? you notice that about friends of yours really, any of you in there They either like the sound or they think it's a rotten sound. Now, what is this sound? This is the Jews' harp. Now, I'm not going to play the Jews' harp tonight, but I will tell you in answer to the question why I play the Jews' harp, it's because the first time I heard that sound, I must have been about four, my life was was, was turned into an incandescent flame. I could not stand it. It was so beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm telling you the truth. It's a sad fact. Now, other guys are turned out by the accordion. And that's an incredible thought to me. Since I have never liked the accordion under any way, shape, or form. I mean, uh, I mean, there's nothing, to me, there's nothing that uh, turns the teeth greener than the sound of an accordion being played at a Polish wedding loudly with people jumping up and down and thumping their feet. Now, uh, that's, a, that's a totally different scene. And I'm sure that the Lawrence Welk crowd uh, will defend the accordion to the last breath. Well, I say that the accordion is almost in the same boat. You either hate the accordion or you love it. I happen to be an accordion hater. I mean, as a matter of fact, I, I would love to kick an accordion. I'd like to put my foot right through it. You know, it goes when you kick it, you know, all the horns blow. And uh, but but the juice harp's another thing, and I just simply say that I will not play the juice harp tonight due to the fact that it's highly controversial. And also I don't feel like it tonight. Now, you want me to play it tonight? You don't know. Well, I'm just uh, just you don't know, see? We've got a couple of people in the studio. I'll just let, if you want me to play it, I'll play it. Here's another juice harp. What's this one? That's another time. No, this is an Austrian one. This is now you want to hear another one? Here's an English one. This is an English Jews' art. It really is. It's a different sound. Now, here is a... Wait a minute. I don't have that one up here. I will play... uh, Yeah, here's here's a tiny Austrian Jews' art. Listen to this one.
1: Totally different sound, see? Great sound, isn't it? It's George's birthday again, but this time Lafayette is celebrating in a different way. Instead of slightly reducing prices on just a few items, Lafayette has incredible reductions in every department, some as large as 63%. You'll save $40 on a 40-channel CB package. You'll find LED watches for under $20. You'll save over 60% on a Lafayette stereo amplifier. Lafayette also has a complete LR2020 stereo system for the price of the receiver alone. And an entire 40-channel CB Outfit for the price of the HB640 alone. You'll also find big buys on calculators and TV games, as well as substantial savings on scanners and car stereo. And as a special bonus, a lantern flashlight will be yours absolutely free, just for visiting Lafayette during this sale. It's Lafayette's George Washington birthday sale, with up to 63% savings, a flashlight free for the asking, and more. Starting this Sunday at the Lafayette store nearest you. Be there. Well, what have we here? Ah, the Miramar restaurant. The Miramar is
0: conveniently located close to the theater district at 10 East 46th Street between 5th and Madison. This charming, comfortable, friendly restaurant serves the best in continental and Italian foods, with exemplary service. So you ask your host, Dominic, for his specialties. Well, what are they? Well, shrimp scampi, fettuccine alfredo, or veal piccata. Uh, To make your evening even more enjoyable, you can park free. So have dinner at the Miramar. See a show, or movie, or go shopping, and the Miramar will park your car free for the evening. The Miramar is open Monday through Friday for lunch or dinner, and accepts all major credit cards. Call the Miramar for a reservation at area 212 MU7. 1096. That's MU71096. I've been dreaming of the magic of the Berkshire Hills today and I know I'll be going back
2: again.
1: The next time you're ready for skiing, Ski
0: Midweek at Butternut Basin. It's only two and a half hours away from the metropolitan area. You'll
1: find everything that's good about New England skiing at Butternut Basin in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. The Berkshires. Ski Magazine gave its top environmental award to Butternut. It was no accident There's no better combination of concern for the environment and first rate skiing anywhere.
0: Midweek at Butternut is a special time. You set the pace. No lift lines. For beginners, midweek is a great time for lessons. You may even find a free wine and cheese party in the Base Lodge. Almost all of Butternut Slopes and Trails are served by snowmaking gear. Midweek at
1: Butternut, a special time at a special place for the pleasure of New England skiing. I've been
2: dreaming of the magic of the Berkshire hills today, and I know I'm going back again. Forget about the weather. Forget about the long winter nights. It's the time of year again. It's Carnival at Mama's. The fun-filled Mardi Gras fun food and entertainment at Mama Leone's. February 7th through February 22nd. The marching band is waiting to greet you at the door. The waiters are singing their songs. The strolling troubadours are all tuned up. And Mama's talentella dances are stabbing away. If you've never been to Carnival, now's the time to enjoy the fantastic decorations. Wander around the restaurant, dance, sing, enjoy the endless amount of Mama's wonderful cooking. The best single night you could ever spend in any restaurant in New York is during Carnival at Mama's. Come, celebrate, have fun, eat, enjoy. It's Carnival at Mama Leone's, 239 West 48th Street. Carnival, February 7th through February
0: 22nd. Well, old buddy, if you live in uh, Hicksville or Plainview or beautiful Syosset, uh, is East Meadow, Levittown, Uniondale, or Hempstead uh, where you hang your old hat? <laughs> well, then why don't you look for the special Mid-Island Shopping Center tabloid section in Wednesday's Long Island Press with hundreds of Lincoln's birthday values. Remember, the Long Island Press is still only a dime, a thin dime at newsstands or home delivered if you call IV61234. Iv 61234. Do it now.
1: Do you have some free time? Share it with a little brother. It can be a rewarding experience for both of you. Howard Frankel says this about being a big brother. It sure put something
2: into your life. I mean, my kids are in their 20s and out of the house. And starting with the youngster again, it's just wonderful. This thing, you know, it gives me as much pleasure, I'm sure, as it gives
1: Bernie. Your little brother is waiting. Contact the local Big Brothers Association in your area. It's in the phone book. Be a big brother. All it takes is a little time.
2: If you've never been backstage, then treat yourself to New York's most theatrical restaurant. I'm Ted Hook, your host, and it's showtime every day at lunch, cocktails, dinner, and supper. Our menu is extensive, and reservations are encouraged and honored. Please telephone 581-8447. That's 581-8447. And follow the stars to 318 West 45th Street. Backstage.
0: So would you please uh, play the uh, first cut there for me, Car? please? I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, honey. Jesus. Please. <laughs> oh, that was a nice crowd, wasn't it there? <laughs> Uh, Have you noticed that crowd, that same crowd is always sitting at the next table to you in a restaurant when you're trying to have a serious conversation with somebody? uh... (laughs) Would you please bring them back again, Carl? Oh, listen to that. Isn't that an authentic laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Quack, quack, (laughs) quack. If you've ever doubted that man is part of the great zoological group of inscrutable animal species, just listen to that recording. That's man making man-animal sounds. Oh, yeah, we make animal sounds, just like, you know, that had nothing to do with language. You know, the animal, uh, a lion, for example, will roar. And uh, he's not really saying anything, any other lion. He's just roaring. And, uh, yeah, you know, although there are theories that he is saying something to other animals, but uh, the uh, weight of, uh, of clinical observatory evidence says no. He's not saying something. He's just roaring. just letting everybody know. Now, this is man being an animal. Have you ever thought of us, uh, that we all make sounds that are basically related to the animal man and nothing to do with the intellectual Creature which we have created at our head heads called humanity. <laughs> something different from man. Man is an animal that walks around like zebra, and uh, he has certain sounds that he does that are related to his 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 thing. You know, there's no other animal makes a sound like this. Do they- <laughs> Now, there are animals, no, the hyena does not sound like it. No, 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 don't. You keep saying these stupid things, boy. What's the matter? The hyena does not. If you ever heard a hyena, you would never, never make a mistake of confusing that for a girl laughing. If you would, you really do need that hearing aid. I mean, you really do need it. No, hyena... The the only reason they say a hyena makes a laughing sound is that it's a high, trilling note, but it's nothing like laughing. I've heard hyenas, yes, in the bush. Uh, No, we're not here to talk about hyenas. We're talking about man. You're getting me off the subject. Stop it. Now, the fact is that man makes animal sounds that are common to all men. In other words, if you were to go to... Japan, if you were to go to Russia, if you were to go to even the, the bush somewhere, uh, you will find that man laughs. And it's a distinctive characteristic sound, just like, uh, for example, a horse whinnies is a distinctive characteristic of horses regardless of the country they live in. So the whinny is not something that is learned by a horse not a cultural thing. It's a thing that a horse does. Have <laughs> You ever thought of, of, of certain things we do that are not learned at all? You know, we like to think everything's cultural. There are even people who are so dumb as to believe that sex is cultural. That's about, uh, you know, that's like saying that man created himself as a concept two billion years ago, <laughs> and it was a cultural thing. No, no. Oh, it's only city people, I'm afraid, really dedicated city people who who believe that everything is possible through culture. Uh, People who live among the animals, who really do live among them, like, say, farmers, have great mm, skeptical doubts about whether or not the differences between the sexes are as thin as city people believe they are. Because he will tell you, that no matter where he goes in his, his travels, I'm talking about a farmer, no matter where he goes in his travels, and as a farmer, he may, he may uh, you know, he may see thousands of, of different types of cattle in his lifetime. He says, a bull always acts like a bull. <laughs> no matter where it comes from, no matter what training you've given it. In other words, it's almost impossible to train a bull to give milk. He's a bull. And this this is also true of cows. They have certain characteristics. Now, I'm not trying to say that we're like cows or bulls. I am saying, however, we are also part of the animal kingdom. Just drop it out there. Now, I'm going to laugh. Angry Letters is going to say, come well, you're stupid. You ought to stay away from that kind of stuff because you're really stupid. Because I disagree with you. <laughs> so that means stupid to most people. However, the, the, the fact is, though, that man does make certain absolute, indisputable animal sounds that are only uttered by man. Now, there are other creatures that make sounds that sound similar to our sounds. That's not to say, though, that they are. They just don't create a a laugh. Nor do they create other sounds that man creates. What are some of the other sounds that that are characteristic of all men everywhere? No, a scream. Man screams in his own way. Uh, and and it, it transcends all language. If you were to go to the Australian bush and you were to get a bush person and, and do something in such a way that that person is compelled to scream, that scream would sound very much like a, a, uh, a girl going to, say, high school in Plainfield. In other words, the scream is universal. In fact, there's a, there's a phrase that often applies to it called the primal scream, but it's a it's a it's 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 a, it's a thing that man does. There's no other creature. If you hear a person scream, you know it's a person. Now you can kid yourself and say, well, yeah, there's a cat that makes a sound like that. Not really. Not if you hear the two together. You only uh, the only way you can convince yourself that a cat sounds like that is if there isn't a girl screaming at the same time. You know immediately. So listen to this lap. This is a distinctive animal character. <laughs> now, these are fake laughs, aren't they?
2: <laughs>
0: now, you'll notice, too, that when they do that, they lose all personality. In other words, the one person may be very straight and conservative. Another person may be a, 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 a real hip liberal type and so on up and down the line. But when the animal is laughing, all those culture these are all cultural things, by the way, conservative, liberal, so on. These are all ideas, concepts. They have really little to do with the animal within the animal. That, uh, that there's no such thing as a conservative or a liberal lion. He's a lion, and he behaves certain ways. And there's uh, that the that the animal in man is an animal, and and as such, he is he is responsive to various uh, subliminal stimuli which appeal and 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 in the same way stimulate other animals of his species, which is of course the the creature man. Have you, noticed, have you noticed that humor, by the way, this is an interesting thing. Humor, contrary to popular opinion, humor is almost, almost one of the few universals. Now, there are many forms of humor that aren't, but humor itself is one of the few universals. For example, the movies of Charlie Chaplin are enjoyed by the most primitive tribes of Polynesia. Are you aware of that? Now, on the other hand, uh, a novel, we'll say, by Philip Roth describing the trials and tribulations of being a Jewish kid growing up in New York, this is simply not universal. It is not (laughs) understood by, say, somebody living in uh, the bush in Australia, because none of the same conditions exist there. He said, well, you know, what well, is this is dull. You know, what is this? <laughs> I mean, at the end of it. But yet, you have humor. That's why Mark Twain, for example, if Mark Twain had written serious, uh, unsmiling, non-humorous essays about the American frontier, his work would not have survived as a world phenomenon. Do you know that I found Mark Twain being read, incidentally, avidly, in Nigeria? And I was in Nigeria. I went, to, I went into the book department of a, of a store there, a department store, right in the middle of Lagos. And by the way, it's pronounced Lagos, and so not Lagos. They're right in the middle of Lagos. And, and uh, I, I walked in, you know, all these Nigerians were there. And we got talking, and, and uh, they had a whole shelf of Mark Twain. And I said to him, I said, Mark Twain, he says, yeah, sir. And I says, but Mark Twain, he says, very popular here, sir. And Mark Twain is red over there. Why? Because he's funny. <laughs> I mean, everyone relates to funny. Uh, in one way or another, and it, don't, it knows no boundaries of age either. And so, uh, people are constantly confused. Why, say, a seven-year-old kid will listen to our show here and, and, and laugh, and a 90-year-old guy will listen to it and laugh? Because there is that universal human characteristic called whatever it is. We call it humor, but it's it's something else. It's it's a it's a reaction to certain stimuli. And and those stimuli are almost universal. Now, I'm not trying to say to you that there aren't certain national types of humor that are not understood by other nationalities. It's quite true. But when you get down to the basics of humor, yes, they are understood. They are understood. In fact, I I have traveled around the world, and wherever I go, I've made it a practice to make the people, wherever I am, laugh. Even if I don't know their language, I can make them laugh by a walk, By a move, by an expression on the face, and they will laugh, and 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 they're not laughing because I'm an American and they are Indian or they are Thai, or they are Siamese or whatever it might be. The Thai and the Siamese are the same, by the way. Uh, They are laughing because they understand a a fellow human reaction to something, and it's as, as an animal. (laughs) <laughs> it's not as a cultural creature. So so when you listen to this, you're listening to a distinctive animal sound, as distinctive as the, as the sound, for example, of a horse whinnying. Only man makes this sound. <laughs> now, you're not going to buy it. That doesn't make it untrue. You'll have to think about that. See, you know, I'll tell you one of the things, too, that that that, that is curious about many people, and, and this is related, by the way, to the same problem of, of uh, keeping uh, stuffed teddy bears well into your dotage. That is, there are many people who really believe that animals are really basically four-legged human beings. Thereby, both at one and the same time, putting down animals not giving them the credit of being what they are, which is a very distinct uh, creature, and also putting down man, which says you are not distinct either. You're just like the lion, except that you walk around and you shave, Uh, which is is really not only unscientific, but it also happens to be quite dangerous. Oh, yes. Uh, Because it leads man into many, many... I I would say bottomless pits. Uh, For example, if you don't believe man is part of the animal kingdom, you will always be confused by the Super Bowl. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Uh, You will always be confused by this. Uh, And and, and, uh, maybe you deserve to be confused. But uh, this is WOR New York, and we have some commercials speaking of the animal kingdom. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Now, there are other other distinctive uh, things that man does, but not many. I mean, that sets him... Because you see the animal, all animals, whatever they may be, have a limited number of characteristics that uh, really are distinctively their characteristics. In short, what I'm saying here is that, uh, that I'm talking about every species has a limited number of things which make it different from all other species. However, we do share many things, because we're all part of the animal kingdom. Now, one of the things we share, of course, is that, is that we procreate in a specific way. This is not true of, let's say, geraniums. It is not true of the ant. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we procreate a certain way. And that sets us. That makes us part of this specific zoological family. It's a, it's a whole thing. In addition to that, we have other things which go for us. So here's here's some of the things that set us apart. Now, now man is a, a, a member of a very very rare group in a specific area. And what is that? No. He's omnivorous. Very few creatures eat both meat and vegetable. <laughs> now that's true. In other words, he is omnivorous. Omnivorous means that he can eat almost anything. Uh, he can eat. Uh, he can eat uh, if he's if he's in the if he's in the jungle and there's nothing around there. It is possible for man to eat grass and nuts. This is not possible, by the way, for let's say a whale. It is totally impossible for uh, a lion to survive on acorns. He cannot do this. And you can't train him to do it. (laughs) You think, well, I can train him to do this because, you see, he's just like me. No, that's not so. He does not even have the digestive system to do it. Now, on the other hand, uh, many other creatures you see, uh, what are what are some of the other omnivorous creatures that really do in nature, uh, subsist on omnivorous fare? Very rare. The dog, no. The dog, by the way, and i've I've observed wild dogs in Africa, I've been there. The wild dog in Africa is a dedicated carnivore. So if you treated if you if you've conditioned little fifi to eat carrots, just don't wave any alpo under her nose, and you'll find out what she really wants. <laughs> and incidentally, if you treat her to too many carrots, she'll wind up dying on you, being a very unsuccessful dog. No, because her her system needs this. See, we make you know another thing. We make a value system on on food. That's another bad thing that man does. He thinks that if a if a lion eats a zebra, that's kind of a bad thing. Well, do you want any lions in this world? You do well, then you better accept lions eating zebras. You've got to accept the lion for what he is. So you you know you can't contradict yourself with the next statement. Well, I like to see the lion preserved. Well, then you better be prepared because the lion <laughs> the lion he lives off other creatures. That's his way. So on the other hand, and that's not only his way, that's his system, that's his whole body is built on this. He has instincts, incidentally, that that, that are much different from ours. He's truly a hunter too. That the lion that the lion uh, is not entirely satisfied by merely you throwing him meat he is always being held back from what he really does which is hunt he is a he is a predator and predator look it up in the dictionary uh, <laughs> and by the way man is also that's a fascinating thing yes man is a predator. And and man, man, ever since the very earliest days, oh, incidentally, part of his predatory can be symbolic. Are you aware that that the symbolic predator, which is to keep an animal in a cage, you have gone out and caught this animal, it's now in a cage. It's a symbolic predator. So if you have a bird in a cage... You are symbolizing to many, uh, to many uh, uh, clinical psychologists the predator instinct. Why do you want to keep this animal here? Why have you gone out and gotten it? It's an animal that does not belong in your living room. This animal is not indigenous. A canary is not indigenous to your kitchen, madam. <laughs> well, so if you, if you believe that you have risen above the predator stage... And you have a pet mouse. No, you haven't risen above the predator stage. You are, in fact, acting out the role of predator. Oh, yes, mice do not collect human beings and put them in little cages. The point I'm getting at here, if if, if you want to really... This is why, by the way, do you know that man is the least studied of all creatures by man? Because it gets very, very controversial and very, very uncomfortable. If you were to study man... The same way that, let's say, a scientist studies, for argument's sake, uh, monarch butterflies. You, you'd run into all kinds of religious and sociological and even personal reactions. You wouldn't want to study it. You, know, you, you really don't. You don't want to know these things. Because because partly, part of our characteristic, always part of our man thing, is that we really believe, man honestly believes, that he can... He can uh, he can out train himself, he can train himself not to be an animal. He believes this. In other words, he can really convert, he can change himself, he can metamorphose himself. He, it, it's as if a lion suddenly got the idea that if he worked hard enough and really studied, he could become a racehorse. But we, you know, we, in, in the case of an animal, we see this as stupid not happen but man believes he can so you know you can't you can't get into this with most people because they really get bugged by this <laughs> and and, uh, and and so you know what I what I'm saying here tonight is is it, it, to me it's very funny you know and I know this doesn't sound like a comedy routine to you but it really is because it, one of the great cosmic comedies to me is man constantly believing that if he works hard enough writes enough books one day there won't be wars I find that not only funny, but like most humor, it's also got a very sad side. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a very sad side. But listen, listen to this sound again. This is a distinctive animal sound. It's a, it, it has no. See, when you listen to a laugh, you don't really think of this as an animal making a, 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 a gut sound uh, that comes out of his own species. That's, that's exactly what a laugh is. A laugh. You can't tell me what nationality any of these people are. <laughs> You cannot. There's no conceivable way. Now, you're going to try to tell me, you know, oh, I could tell uh, that, no, I've I've been in the Eskimo land, and I've heard Eskimos laugh. They sound exactly like a guy from the Bronx. (laughs) And nothing could be further than an Eskimo from the Bronx. I've heard them laugh. I mean, they sound just like that uh so so the one thing that transcends language and, and language of course is cultural up to a point language is cultural uh largely so naturally it separates us i mean the, the french speak in the way that the french speak in uh the the but a dog you see on the other hand will bark he barks and and if you if you go down through the dog creature you look at all the dogs they they have different sounding barks, some are higher, some are lower, but they're all recognizable as a bark, distinctly recognizable as a bark. Now, the reason that they're higher or lower, of course, is largely physical. A little tiny dog simply doesn't have the chest cavity of let's say a uh, a great dane, <laughs> so he he, he he he's limited by his his actual physical size but if if you could take a uh, a poodle and the poodle were to grow to say to great dane size, it would probably sound very much like a a, uh, a great dane and This is true of man too uh, that, that often you will find people will laugh. Their laughs will be higher pitched generally because they're smaller people. Uh, in, in fact, if you if you go to uh, certain countries, you'll hear the laughs are a little higher, and you'll find that these are people of short stature. You will never find, say, somebody uh, uh, who is uh, four feet nine laughing with the same sound, let's say, of Roosevelt Greer. Because he has this great chest, see, and a tremendous cavity. But it is distinctly a laugh. There is no question. It goes, ha, ha, ha. That's why we we always refer to it in comic strip terms as ha, ha, ha. Because it's very close to that. Or ho, ho, ho. But you notice it has distinct stops and starts. It is the release of air at a specific beat and tempo in a certain way. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. One does not laugh. ho. That's not a laugh. This is a laugh. Listen.
2: <laughs> you
0: notice they're all doing the same thing. Okay, <laughs> there I am. I'm doing it now. So you, you as a as a as a creature will laugh uh, at, at 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 pretty much the same thing when all the onion. Layers, the skin of onion is is stripped away from our culture. You will laugh, for example, uh, the, the the pie in the face is universal. The, the Eskimos will roar at a guy getting hit with a pie. Now, on the other hand, uh, many of them will never find, say, something funny as say a Mike and Elaine routine. Completely leaves them cold. Now, now. Uh, 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 things within a show not like I'll do a show I'll find that the kids will suddenly laugh at something that adults will not laugh at well because we also are a creature who attempts to curb many things within him in short, uh, the, the, the thing that sets many animals apart from us... Or uh, Before we get... Because we're almost out of time here, but are you curious what some of the other omnivorous creatures are? I mean, that actually live on other things. Uh, uh, rather than... They can live on meat. If they have to, they can live... Well, there are many insects that can do that. Of course, uh, mostly... Uh, well, the cockroach is omnivorous. But I'm talking about fellow animals. Now, uh, many animals will eat a little... Uh, vegetation, but they will eat it as more or less a supplement to something. In other words, it's like a dietary supplement to its main feed. Like a dog is mainly carnivorous, and often they will eat grass. They will eat grass. It's basically, and this is uh, this is well documented by many veterinary studies. They will eat grass as basically a kind of self a self medicine thing. But it's not food. They don't, they don't say, well, I'm going to go out and graze for weeks on end. Like the cow. They do not do this. Well, one of the most interesting of all omnivorous creatures, by the way, he doesn't share many other things with man, is the bear. The bear is omnivorous. The bear will live for a long time on berries and nuts and the bear will then also live a long time on sheep he will often live on sheep and, and nuts and, and, and berries at the same time so he, he's, not, he's omnivorous uh, incidentally one of the things he varies from us is that he's also very rare in one extremely interesting way he's one of the few true non-herd animals He's a true loner. The bear is only seen in company with other bears during one specific time of the year. And then he splits immediately. The mother will be with the cubs for a while, and when they're through, she'll bat them and they're gone. And she is a loner. The bear is a lone creature. Man is not. Man is never found uh, in, in single. But The rarest of all human beings uh, deviates, really. A deviation from the, the great herd of man is the true hermit. And they and everybody says, well, I'm a hermit inside. No. <laughs> you're saying it to me, which already, already means you're a herd creature. Let's hear a little of that laugh again. Just sneak it in.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right, gang. I know it was funny. This is WOR New York.